This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right now, the latest report on jobless claims continues a nearly two-month trend. Let's get the details. Peter Cardillo is here, chief market economist at Spartan Capital Securities based in New York. Uh, Peter, give us some of the nuts and bolts here of what we're seeing in the jobless claims. Actually, you know, the fact that it um, dropped by 1,000 to 268,000 is not a big deal. But the big deal is, if you look at the continuous claims, um, they're down to 202.08 million, which is a uh, pandemic low. And uh, that suggests that the job market is certainly uh, moving in the right direction. So uh, the data is really good. And in that, that right direction, how much longer do we need to see this continuing in order to feel as though we've really turned a corner, or have we already turned a corner? I think we've turned a corner. I think one of the reasons why we're just seeing this um, slow-motion decline in, um, in uh, jobless claims is due to the fact that uh, uh, we're, still ha- we're still having the uh, pandemic effects, some people not going back to work, and a lot of people uh, just dropped out of the uh, uh, retired and dropped out of the uh, jobs market. But as a whole, it's it's really um, healing well. It, uh, I should say it has healed well. And um, I think, uh, you know, it bodes well uh, for economic activity. And if you look at some of the other data that was out today, obviously um, good news, uh, leading indicators up zero nine tenths of a percent, uh, suggesting that uh, the economy is uh, firing, firing up on all uh, we, on, on all the wheels here. And uh, another important piece of the macro news today was the Philadelphia um, Philadelphia uh, Fed survey, uh, which uh, shot up from 23 to 39, indicating that uh, uh, activity in the northeast uh, region of the states has uh, picked up rather sharply. As some of the things you're mentioning, people not going back to work, people retiring, does that create challenges for employers as many of them seem like they're scrambling to try to get new employees? Indeed, that is a problem. And um, that could mean um, firing up of, uh, of, uh, of wages over the next several months. Which uh, seems like then that's a, uh, a domino effect spiral, however you want to describe it. As those wages go up, then the businesses have to pass costs along. Exactly. That means higher inflation, and that means that the Fed is going to have to act sooner than they anticipated. Yeah, what can the Fed do? They they do seem to have been rather passive on this, assuming that this inflation was, in their words, transitory. Now it doesn't look like it is. What, do they have tools that can deal with this in the short run, or are they just longer-term tools? I think they're longer-term tools, but I think what they need to do, and they probably are going to do, is accelerate the tapering and probably uh, change monetary uh, policy uh, sometime in the 
second quarter, a lot of part of the second quarter of 2022. Thanks so much for all the insight. Peter Cardillo, Chief Market Economist at Spartan Capital Securities. Just ahead, what's being done to try to alleviate a supply chain backup? Lots of retailers have sitting on boats and they want those in the stores. California's governor's taking action to get merchandise moving through the state's ports. It's all part of issues impacting the worldwide supply chain. Let's get the latest from Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us. Uh, Jerry, help people to understand, but before we talk about some of what's being done, help them to understand the supply chain issue and why there are literally products just sitting on boats waiting to be uh, uh, you know, loaded onto trucks. Well, it starts with incredibly robust demand from the consumer. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, to put it in perspective, you go back two years ago before the pandemic and see what sales were and compare them to where they are now and forget the pandemic ever happened. Sales are up 20% over that two-year period from 2019 till today. That's incredible. That's a compound growth rate, almost 10% a year. In a good retail year, you're happy to grow 4 or 5%. So it's more than double the normal rate of growth. So demand is very, very high for a whole variety of reasons, from pent-up demand after the pandemic to the fact that the government, of course, has provided a lot of liquidity, a lot of money to people uh, during the pandemic to make sure we got through this. Okay, so the net of it is huge demand, up 20% over a two-year basis. Meanwhile, the ports and, the, and the, the shippers and the truckers, they just can't handle that kind of increase, especially because, as you know, there's a labor shortage right now. So that's created bottlenecks in the system where we just can't move through as much merchandise as a consumer wants right now. So you have the California governor who is allowing trucks to carry heavier loads. Is that an answer to this? One of the answers? Any answer? I mean, does that it all get things moving more? Well, it's a bigger problem than any one simple solution. So you may recall they tried to open the ports 24 hours a day, but they found out, you know, no one wanted to pick up merchandise at 3 a.m. in the morning. They couldn't get the truckers there. Uh, you know, certainly heavier loads can help a little bit. The bigger problem is there just aren't enough truck drivers. There's a huge nationwide shortage of truck drivers. And so we're nowhere near the capacity that we need to move the goods from the ports. Even if they could get off the ships, there's nowhere for them to go. And so it's a, a series of smaller decisions, right? As you mentioned, it's not just one thing that's going to change all of this. <laughs> Capitalism is quite robust, and there's no single decision by government or anyone else that's going to make any difference. The, the system has to get to work. It has to function, and it will as people come out of the pandemic and start to come out of every, all their little holes and start saying, wow, maybe I'll go to work now. You know, and uh, as, as you get more and more, more people out in the open, I think you're going to see that the system will solve this all by itself. But it's not going to happen overnight. You have to get through this tough holiday season and, you know, well into next year before you're going to see things start to loosen up. A real world example here. It's really fascinating. You have Victoria's Secret basically saying half of its holiday merchandise is it's not at the stores. It's, you know, they can't get it into the stores. Well, I think what they really said was about half the merchandise has been slowed down by what's happening at the ports. They had a very good earnings report that just came out. You may have seen it. Their stock is up almost 20% today. And the reason why is because they did okay. So they said their sales were up 7% uh, on a same-store basis, and it might have been 1% to 2% higher had it not been for the supply chain problems. I'm not belittling that. That's still a lot. You know, 2% on a 7% base is still, is still significant. That's still 28% or something. So it would have been that much higher, their sales and their results. But – they're able to work around it. Most retailers that I talk to uh, are working around it. You had great earn it, great sales reports this week out of Target, out of Walmart, out of Kohl's, out of Macy's, out of, out of, out of just about everyone. As again, there's this robust consumer and people are working around it, working hard, 
They're they're chartering their own ships. They're air freighting goods. They're 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 doing anything to get those store shelves stocked. By and large, there's merchandise to buy, and it'll be everything you want. But there's merchandise to buy, and that's how come we're seeing some of those most uh, robust sales in history. Thanks so much for all the analysis, Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Sports apparel and equipment maker Nike is teaming up with online gaming platform Roblox to create a virtual world called Nike Land. Let's find out about it. Shelly Palmer is here, CEO of the Palmer Group, author of the new book, An Executive Guide to the World of Decentralized Finance. Shelly, good to have you here. So help us understand, what is Nike doing with Nike Land? Well, Cisco, now you're going to be able to dress up um, as an avatar. You can have a cartoon version of Cisco, and then you can have Nike-branded sneakers and apparel, and you're going to just be living in Nike land. Um, and of course, if for Nike's purposes, they'll make a little money uh, in digital. And then if stuff works out, if something becomes popular as a digital uh, accessory or digital fashion, they can go build it in the, in the physical world. Not that this matters or anything, but will I be able to dunk a basketball in Nike land? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out all the things we're going to be able to do here. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. The metaverse uh, is a misunderstood term right now because everyone's assuming it means cartoon avatars in a cartoon world. And I think Nike Land, because it's based on a Roblox model, is going to be that way, right? The goal would, the goal of that installation is going to be to create a virtual world that is predominantly animated. You will be an animated character. Your animated character is called an avatar, and that avatar is going to navigate the realms of Nike land and you will go to stores and you will play basketball. And yes, you will dunk a basketball for sure. And there'll be things to do and people to see and, uh, you know, worlds to create. The question is, is that really the metaverse? Is that where this is all going? That's what I don't know. I don't and think anybody does. You, you really don't. It's co- sort of like the wild west in that regard, where it's just going to be this evolution. And we have to, in some ways, sit back and see. And yet a lot of these tech companies are the ones who are going to be creating it. I think that's right. You know, look, Zuckerberg at Facebook has changed the name of his company to Meta, and they're trying to build their own version of it. He made a giant, giant investment in Oculus, which is a virtual reality set of uh, goggles that ultimately they'd like to to make more mainstream than they are. But, you know, Cisco, it's interesting. The gamers haven't really adopted virtual worlds. It's not the preferred way to play games. You see that mostly in training. The the play-to-earn games like Axie Infinity and Decentraland, these these metaverses that are like Roblox too, um, they are definitely well populated and, and people like them. But is that where we're all going to spend all of our time? Does that replace the internet? The question is probably not. This needs to evolve. So these are experiments. These are like new experiments. And, and I'm excited to see what Nike Land is going to look like. Yeah, it really is fascinating to see how it's all developing. Thank you so much, Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are mixed, the Dow down 59, NASDAQ up 37, and the S&P up 11 points. Let's see what's going on. Michael Palumbo is here, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk. Michael, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, good afternoon, Cisco, and thanks, as always, for having me on. You know, the market as a whole has kind of just been in a small trading range the last few days, kind of digesting some of the earnings that have been coming out, and we're about ready to head into the holiday season where it traditionally gets pretty slow. So a day like today where, where the market isn't moving much, you have individual names that, that are, that are um, you know, that are moving 
giantly and including NVIDIA, of course, with earnings. Um, but, yeah, overall, the market is kind of just, you know, buying its time until we get some more news events. You know, the uh, retail stocks seem to be doing pretty well because we're, we're getting some good reports, pretty much broad-based. What should investors think about that going forward? Well, I mean, I think you have to pick the, the winners from the losers. That, that's, that's the big key in, in, in uh, retail. And obviously in the past, it's been, it's been the online guys. I think the online executors are still the ones that are winning. But you can do a Home Depot, a, a stock like that, where, where it's still you know, a brick and mortar, but they have great online uh, uh, availability as well. So I think you have to look at look primarily brick and mortar places like Macy's. Uh, I don't think those are ever going to be good plays again, um, except for shorts. So in retail, you know, you still have to look at the, 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 the winning formula remains having a great online presence. Do you see these supply chain challenges as something investors should be thinking about when it comes to those retail stocks, or are they going to get this figured out? I think it's going to be figured out, and I think it already is being figured out by the big guys. Amazon and Walmart, they're pretty well stocked. Um, you order some things there, or you go there to Walmart stores, and, and you see that they're doing very well in making sure that the products are on the shelves. I think that the, the companies that are going to get hurt the most are the small guys, and how, how often does that happen? Pretty much every, every time when there's, a, when there's a problem like this. So the big guys have been able to, to restock their shelves. In fact, they've even bought their own transportation. Uh, uh, boats, etc., to, to get the, the products from wherever maybe Asia, uh, you know, China in particular. So they have secured uh, supply where their their competitor, their smaller competitors, can't afford to do things like that. You touched on uh, Nvidia briefly. Um, it had had been up about eleven percent today. What's going on with Nvidia? Well, they had earnings, and, and they was just blowout earnings. You know, you have seven point one billion dollars in revenue versus expected six point eight, and uh, earnings were one seventeen versus one eleven. But the big story here is this is a stock that is it's up over a hundred percent for the year, um, and it's eight hundred billion dollar market cap. They're literally in every exactly right industry right now ai uh gaming mobile computing all their all their chips uh, their their gpus are are being used in the exact areas that are growing the most the question i have for investors investors have to ask themselves at 800 billion dollar market cap how much higher can this thing go i know people don't want to hear that the momo traders are like well it could go to the moon it can go to a trillion but you have to make a case for economically how that is possible i mean there's only a handful of trillion dollar companies in this in this country in this world is nvidia one of them if you believe it is then it can run another 25 percent because from 800 billion to a to a trillion is just 25 percent but in my mind the odds of it being lower a year or two from now are just too great to own it we loved it in 2018 2019 when the story was just new and you could see the future but now the future is kind of here and i think the story is kind of known and these are the times when i i stay away from names like this because everybody already knows the story so i would just caution investors it's a great momo stock momentum stock but i think from a valuation standpoint you have to stay away now is that i mean i'm thinking in the short run with chip shortages does, does that at all affect how you view nvidia or not really not, not so much. I mean, they, they, their shortages, a lot of it is because people are pur purchasing them and then they're, they're reselling them in, in the uh, black markets. It, it's crazy what's going on with NVIDIA, NVIDIA um, hardware. But, uh, you know, I think that the, the problem I have with the stock is it, it, it's already been, it's, it's 
gone parabolic, you know, and, and in stock price. And whenever you see that, you have to say, okay, well, is it is it justified? Well, yes, yeah, some of it definitely is. But then you look at the valuation at $800 billion, and you're like, okay, how does it get to a trillion? And and when you're talking about trillion-dollar companies, you're talking about Apple Computer, you're talking about Google. Is NVIDIA, do they, do they belong on that list? And and some people would say, Mike, yeah, they do. Um, I don't I don't believe they do, and that's why I think from a risk-reward standpoint, this is a stock you should stay away from. That's my personal opinion. We don't like playing momentum stocks when they get this this far afield, so uh, um, I would stay away personally. Thanks so much, Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. This afternoon, we're spotlighting Black Friday shopping and how to get the best deals as you avoid wasting time and money. We welcome Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, founder, editor-in-chief of techish.com. Jennifer, when it comes to getting the hot tech items, those those, uh, hot electronic gadgets, do you just have to be the quickest to the website or is there something else, some other strategy? Well, there are a lot of insider tips and tricks and strategies this year, especially for things like gaming devices, PlayStation, Xbox consoles. They've been in a perpetual shortage for the last year. They will continue to be incredibly challenging to find. So one of the best kind of tricks that I can tell you about that is to consider automation Twitter accounts that scan retail sites and tweet as soon as those game consoles and graphic cards are back in stock. Um, one that kind of all of us on the, uh, you know, in the know know about is uh, on Twitter. It's at Matt, M-A-T-T, Swider, S-W-I-D-E-R. He's the editor in chief of the blog Tech Radar. And he has several insider sources at retailers that send him all the inventory updates on game consoles and graphics cards two of the toughest to track down and find things this holiday season. So that's a good insider tip is to follow him. You can also sign up for other kind of insider uh, tracking notifications from places like Slick Deals. They're always combing and looking for the in-stock alerts. So what are some of the hot items here as we get ready for holiday shopping? I guess some of it's already underway. Oh, so much of it is underway. So if there's anything you've been wanting, anything from a cheap laptop to a Wi-Fi router, audio gear, all of that's going to be harder to find than ever before. So one of the best deals we've seen so far, Apple AirPods Pro uh, for $159. That's a savings of $90, and that's the lowest price we've seen. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi router, that's at $150. That's a savings of $150. So both of those are great deals right now. When it comes to televisions, everybody wants a new, wonderful, uh, smart TV. One of the best deals I've seen, LG's C1 55-inch OLED 4K smart TV for a savings of about $300. So biggest, biggest um, advice is... Do not wait to buy something that you need for the holidays. Check the retailer's um, 
rules, a lot of times you have to sign up for like their, their shopping uh, apps or something that that's the case with Best Buy. But then as soon as you do that, you know, say uh, you, you sign up for what they call the Black Friday price guarantee or lowest price of the season, you can either return a product if you bought it and it drops, the price drops between now and say January 15th, or you can um, buy it now and then get the money back if something drops in price. Yeah, and well, I think for Best Buy, it's between now and January 8th. But when it comes to, to TVs, help us to understand uh, the change. Because, I mean, is, is it just a little clearer picture or, or uh, you know, brighter color? I mean, what, what kinds of changes are we seeing? Oh, man. Well, in terms of my favorite TV for the year, the LG C1, it's really the crown jewel of OLED displays. It, it the, the latest televisions, they just launched this year, and these are some that we're seeing marked down, you know, not thousands of dollars, but three to $500 range. They hit that perfect Goldilocks sweet spot between performance and feature. So you see just intensely rich colors, um, movies, sports, video games just absolutely come to life. And then that marries with the smart TV platform that includes Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, and everything that you really need to make it well future-proofed. So those, those are the features to really look for if you're shopping for a new TV this year. Thanks so much. Always good advice from Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, founder and editor-in-chief of TechIsh.com. That's Technology Thursday, this time tomorrow, Entrepreneur Friday. Still to come, companies that make electric vehicles are seeing higher valuations than legacy automakers. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Some analysts are beginning to question the valuation of electric vehicle manufacturers. Let's get the perspective from Garrett Nelson, VP of Equity Research, CFRA. Uh, Garrett, you have the electric car companies, which are obviously all the rage, and these valuations for some of these companies just keep growing. That's right. And we think, you know, in the aftermath of, of Rivian's IPO a week ago, you know, there's been a lot of excitement surrounding some of the electric vehicle names. Um, that that stock, Rivian, ha has had a meteoric run-up um, in the days since its IPO. And, and over the last couple of days, it's really coming back down to earth. But, you know, the valuations of, of some of these companies are, you know, at this point on par or even uh, slightly above uh, some of the traditional automakers, which have been uh, operating in the industry for uh, over a century, like Ford and General Motors. Now, do we expect that those traditional automakers, you, you, you have, uh, you know, Tesla, Rivian, they're, they're sort of sexy right now because they're new. But will these legacy car makers begin to eat into some of that excitement as they get their own electric vehicles uh, becoming more mainstream? We think that will happen. They're all trying to bring their uh, electric vehicle models to market as fast as possible. Uh, we see the number of electric vehicles models for sale in the U.S. Uh, more than tripling over the next three years, from about 40 models at the end of 2020 uh, to close to 130 models uh, by 2023. So there's going to be a lot, a lot more competition coming very soon uh, from the likes of GM, Ford, and, and others in, in terms of electric vehicles. So in general, I mean, we don't have time to go through them all here, but but what do you make of, of some of these legacy car stocks, given the fact that they haven't really grown as well as the electric ones, as, as people have been really attracted to those others? Well, everyone in the space is, is trying to identify the, the new Tesla 
you know, Tesla's had such a tremendous run up and has brought such attention to the space. Um, we like Lucid. Um, we have a, a buy rating and $65 price target on the stock. It's currently trading about 44. Among traditional automakers, we like Ford, like a lot of, of what they're doing. Uh, their new CEO has been on the job just over a year. He's making a lot of improvements, and they have a very exciting lineup of new models, such as the Bronco and the uh, F-150 Lightning. So uh, those are the two stocks that we like in the group. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.